Welcome to the PT Support Podcast, the show dedicated to helping personal trainers build a thriving business. We talk marketing, mindset, business growth, and so much more with the world's leading experts and, of course, your hostess, Ruth Quinn. Hi, Facebook. What is up? I am so excited. Really, I'm very, very excited for this one to be here with lovely, lovely Nicole. So, Nicole and I, this is we had this conversation last week. So cool that we've just connected through social media. Wouldn't have known each other. Live at completely separate ends of the country. Nicole's obviously connected with me because of what I do, and her story is just super incredible. And I really, pretty much straight away, asked her to come and do an interview in the group because I know so many of you guys in here have all these stories in your head about why you can't be a studio owner or why you can't achieve certain things in your business. And Nicole is the perfect person to kind of just blow the lid off all of that and be like, if she can do it at such a young age, anyone can achieve anything. So I might just actually hand over to you, Nicole, and get you to give the guys a little bit of an insight into your journey into the fitness industry and what you've achieved so far. Yeah, definitely. Well, I'll start back um, when I was in school. That's when I did my Cert 3 and 4. There's some incredible school programs, and I got involved in one of them back when I was in grade 11. Thought I wanted to be a vet, go to uni, um, until I fell in love with training people. And obviously, in your Cert 3, you have to crack, and I started training just family and friends. And um, no matter how bad a day a person had, they would come into your session, and by the end of the session, they had the biggest smiles on their faces, and they were happy. And I got addicted to that feeling of making people feel incredible. And, um, and that's what sport had always done for me my whole life. It just given me this endorphin hit that we all know and love. And then you started doing that on scale and I started teaching some groups and I got then a job at Fernwood Fitness when I was 17 just before I graduated. And then obviously was, I got trained in Les Mills and was teaching them class of 20 and 30 and fell in love with it. But I saw some massive gaps in the gym I was at and the area that I lived in and gaps where people were working so hard at their training but didn't have the support they needed on their nutritional mindset. And there was just massive gaps. And I was like, well, as an entrepreneur says, I can solve it. And I was like, okay, I'll do that. I was 17. I think I was so naive about business. I didn't know what GST, profit and loss, bass or anything meant. And I was like, I'm just going to do it. I had four grand in my bank account. I found a business partner. I borrowed some money from my parents. Um, so I'd started a little boot camp before that. And then I was like, I'm going to open my own little studio. And from the date that I decided I was going to do it, it was four weeks till that studio opened. So in that time, I found a place, I found a business partner, I found the finance, the equipment that we did the fit out. And four weeks time, it was May the 5th. 2014 that we'd opened our first little studio it was so tiny I think it was like 150 square meters in the main street of my small little town where I went to school Pittsworth and um and we just started like we just had no idea what I was doing I knew how to train people but I knew nothing about the business um it helped that my business partner was an accountant so she helped a lot with that size and she was 30 so she was a lot older with a lot more experience so value that oh she's not moving my business partner anymore um, but for the first two years she was and in 12 months in that small space we grew out of it we opened up a larger space we bought that building and we turned it 24 7 so I still have that gym now um, that's the gym I'll get to that story in a second yes um, and this is when every cool story turns bad <laughs> the overheads obviously went up and the stress and the expenses went up my business partner fell pregnant and I was kind of doing lots myself and um, and the business started losing money and we were losing two to five grand a month at one point there, you know, after the um, after that January, February kind of great period, winter always comes around and I was like, how do I get myself out of it? And then I started looking for coaches and mentors, right, because I remember Tony Robbins saying, that you just find someone else that has the success that you want and then you follow what they did because success leaves clues and that just kept playing over in my head. So I started searching for people, but at that time I obviously couldn't afford a coach, Well, and, and but I found PLC. Now at that time PLC was only at one gym in Burley in the Gold Coast in Queensland and um, if anyone's here from the Gold Coast, let me know if you know PLC. And um 
And uh, yeah, so I started just watching them. They were doing some incredible things. They were having classes of 50 to 100 people with a DJ and the energy was electric. And um, they only had the same amount of members as my gym, but their retention, their the client base, the the testimonials on social media, the results they were getting their clients and the profit margins in their business was something I was like, whoa, what? And um, I aligned their vision, mission, values. So as I got to know them, I turned, I rebranded and joined um, to my, my original business was called Ministry of Movement. In May last year, I rebranded to PLC Pittsburgh. Um, six months later, now I've opened my second location, which I'm in right now, is PLC Toowoomba. Um, and I'm moving to Sydney in a few weeks' time to start opening PLCs in Sydney. So that's where I currently am. From losing two to five grand a month, had suicidal, nearly committed suicidal, su uh, nearly committed suicide even back then. So it was a really dark time. But then turning it around to now be on to opening my third location is what pretty much um, has been my story. So yeah. Awesome, and I actually had had no idea about the, the depression and suicide. So yeah, I don't like to share it. I hate talking about it, but it's yeah. something that when it's, I started talking about it, it helped other people. And then I had personal trainers messaging me, being like, "Oh my goodness, I felt the same." Like I did a live video one time, like like legit. I talked to like two other people about that time, and the next time I talked about it was on a Facebook live video. You know, like so no one to everyone. And then I had like ten personal trainers message me and be like. I felt the same. I've been through the same. And I was like, wow, I didn't realize like that everyone else was feeling the same that I was going through. And that's why I love what you're doing, Ruth, and you're helping so many trainers because you've been a PT for 11 years. So you've definitely been through all of those times yourself. And business is not an easy journey, but it's yeah. one thing I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And um, actually, I was speaking to. A client the other day and she's kind of arming and ahhing about sharing her story of of depression and and her yeah. struggles and she's worried about looking unprofessional and I said to her you know the power that you have in sharing your journey is absolutely incredible and it really does blow your mind when you realize how many people have been through it yeah. in particular depression and anxiety and um it's just ridiculously common so yeah. Big hats off to you for, for sharing it and being brave enough to share it. It's really empowering to others. I've read a lot of articles about entrepreneurs and it's quite a common thing with business owners because we almost feel lonely or that we have to have this big, strong front that no one ever can see behind the scenes because we're meant to look like we're making lots of money, we've got it all together, you know, yeah. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, um, the, the feeling of being lonely is pretty much why I started doing what I'm doing but also we've just launched our, our monthly mastermind which is yeah. I think we had this conversation for most businesses the mastermind is like the high-end product but for us it's not it's the entry-level product because we want to give people that opportunity to get together once a month and and have that support and network with other trainers yeah. but anyway back to you um I'd love to just sort of delve a little bit deeper into the opening of your first studio and what you said. It's so cool to me. I'm so used to mixing with a lot of entrepreneurs outside of the fitness industry as well as in the fitness industry. And it's so cool to me to hear someone as young as you, you know, quoting Tony Robbins at me and just being so deep into that world of entrepreneurship. It's just so exciting to see someone your age doing that. Um, but what I love about what you did with your studio was like from zero to four weeks and you opened and you really did just take massive action and launch and then kind of worry about all the details later. Whereas I think yeah. most most people do the complete opposite. They try and get every tiny little detail and everything they don't know how to do stops them from taking action. So what would your advice be to someone who is looking at either opening a studio or taking some big action or, or launching a new service and they're, they're really sort of nitpicking the details. What would your advice be to them? Um, everyone is so scared of failure. And to me, though, like failure is where you get your growth. And one thing, like my parents have helped me a lot through this. And one thing my dad said to me before I even opened that first studio because he helped me like paint the walls and stuff. And we were walking down the street and he said to me, Nicole, I don't even care if this fails in the first couple of weeks or we don't even get it open because what you've learned up until now this point you couldn't have learned anywhere else. 
And, um, and that's been massive. And then later on in my journey, like two years down the track, my dad said, I didn't even think you'd last two months. But he still let me have that opportunity to fail anyway. And I am so grateful for that. And I think a lot of times we need to be that for ourselves. So, for example, I'm obviously leaving my gyms here, selling Pittsworth to reinvest into Sydney. I'm leaving my team here to run this gym. And I'm moving to a different state to open up clubs in an area that I don't even know. Like, But for me, I can only see the opportunity of growth. And for sure, I could get myself wound up on thoughts about, oh, what if this doesn't work or what if that? But I literally, I don't even let those thoughts in my mind because I know that if I'm on purpose and like this is my purpose, this is my calling, this is where I'm meant to be in life, that I've been through things way harder and that this is just that next stepping stone. But if you don't take that next stepping stone and you stay where you're comfortable and if you stay where comfort is, then you're missing out on so much of life. And that's really sad. And I don't want anyone to miss out on the true potential of themselves. Yeah. yeah, 100%. I agree so much with that. And I speak to trainers on a daily basis. People reach out to me for free advice and for help and, and my clients. And, you know, I find that the people who really are stuck and, like you say, sadly, maybe stay there for a long time, if not forever, tend to always point fingers at everyone else. I didn't, it didn't work because you didn't do the right thing from to help me. Or I didn't work because I don't know this skill or I, I can't do that. And I think one thing that I love, actually, I think Kerwin Ray says this, who you're, um, I know you're yeah. in Kerwin's background, he talks a lot about extreme ownership and everything's your fault. And that sounds, I think the word fault has quite a, quite a, a negative connotation, but everything's your responsibility. The things that are going well and the things that are going badly in your life are your responsibility. If you've got a coach and you're sitting there saying, well, this person hasn't given me enough support or this person hasn't, you know, their systems don't work. You need to look at, at yourself first. Yes. And maybe you're not communicating your needs well to the coach. Maybe it's that you're not asking the right questions. Maybe it's that you're emotionally not ready mm -hmm. or you're too scared of, of taking that next step. So, yeah, I love the, the notion of extreme. Yeah, yeah, me too. There's a book on it. Um, that's where Kerwin got it from it's from a navy seal and i've read it and um it's a powerful book it changed my leadership because things will go wrong all the time and business problems are going to come up and then the day the responsibility still comes back on me as the leader whether it was yeah. my son or not it's my responsibility yeah and i think you really have to be ready <laughs> it's difficult for most people it was just i know it was really difficult for me to accept yeah. that what about this? Oh, yeah, that's your fault too. But surely not this. Yep, that's your fault too. It can be really There's a reflection of you and everything that you've got right now is because of you. And that's confronting as well because everyone's like, oh, I hate my life. You're the only one that can fix it and change it. Yeah. And actually I was thinking about even, I was going to, I probably still will do a post about this today and literally just say, please stop looking for a magic fix. Yeah. Please stop thinking that the next coach you get or the next course you do is the fix. That's yeah. definitely one of the ingredients, but the only fix is you and your willingness to step up to the plate and do the work. And yeah. what I love you in the fact that you're a millennial is that you're a shining example of there are millennials who get that you need to put the work in. There yeah. are a huge amount of them, I think, that um, just think, you know, overnight success, you can set up a few things, you can set up a messenger bot and you can set up some marketing and boom, you've got this amazing business when that's just not true. Oh, hey, Chris, thanks for jumping on. Um, yeah, absolutely, love that. So then your plan this year is huge. To have, yes. <laughs> to have nine studios, which is epic, and I'm sure that you'll achieve it. So if you could go back to 17-year-old you, knowing what you know now, yeah. What advice would you give her about setting up your studio? Oh, so I actually like I'm a massive believer that everything happened for a reason and now things happen. I'm like, oh, that terrible time back then was so I could learn this for now. And I see so many correlations. And I I don't think if I if I didn't go through that rough couple of years, I think everyone talks about like when you get to two years in business, that's when either you like you break or you just like push forward and make it. And if I didn't go through that time, I wouldn't be as strong as I am for now. So I actually wouldn't change anything about my journey, my history, um, because I don't, like, what now in my position, 
I am so grateful for the systems and the support of PLC and the vision and the people I get to work with every day because I've had the complete opposite. Um, and so it makes me so much more grateful and value, and I value so much more now what I have because of those times. But um, but say I had to give some advice, say, say I had to give some advice, is I never thought about an exit strategy. I never thought about systemizing and my whole business relied on me. So I, I didn't think about any of that now. So now when I, when it came time to sell my original business, well, when it came time to open my second business and now selling it, there has been some difficulties because all the clients relied on me and they all love me and it, the business relied on me because I didn't have the systems in place. I didn't have an exit strategy in mind when I started. And um, so I don't regret that because I had to learn that it makes me value now a franchise system and what I've learned from PLC. But if I had to give advice to personal trainers, is you guys never think about systems, planning, goals, and actually holding yourselves accountable to the goals. You guys don't think about an exit strategy and you're just trading time for money. And if you get sick, injured, um, you want to go on a holiday, you have no income, and that's not a business. If a business relies on you, you've just bought yourself a job. And that's been my biggest learning experience through all of this. So, yeah. yeah. Mm. And that's exactly what um, I know you were watching the live on Tuesday with Tim. That's pretty much exactly what Tim was saying. If you yeah. have a business that relies on you, you are self-employed. Mm-hmm. If you have a business that you can walk away from and not be there for a month or two months or however long you want to be, you have a business. Um, yeah. And that's where I thought you guys, and, and I know it's probably more actually PLC that maybe need to connect with him, but his his systems are just like ridiculously cool. And as well, he was yeah. massively talking about systems as well um, and the fact that the trainers in their club are interchangeable and that sounds, that sounds really negative, but what I mean by that is that the clients get to experience what it's like to train with all of the trainers they they build a relationship with the club and the business as opposed to one individual trainer and therefore it is very easy to sell and to replicate and and also you know after that live we was talking with one of my clients the other night um about the fact that his goal is to either franchise or to have multiple studios of his own and right now he's just working as a pt so i said right we need to start now systemizing and documenting everything you do so that when you bring your first person on we've got a manual with a system for everything in your business exactly yeah yeah so so important um what was your biggest challenge or what is maybe what is your biggest challenge as a business owner right now oh i'm so i am that i actually always struggle with that question because i'm always like my i've trained my psychology now to think what's the solution so and i've reconditioned my mind because i would be that person that would always find the bad and everything and focus on the problem and i'd get down and i'd emotionally eat but i had to retrain my psychology to think okay if there's a problem what's the solution okay if i want to open this many clubs okay what funds do i need how am i going to get that what's the solution and the strategy there um, okay, obviously, as I expand, how am I going to keep the culture the same in every club? You know, like, so straight away, I think solutions, but a biggest challenge, oh, I don't actually, um, I love challenge, like challenges. I live for them and every day we have them, but I always train myself, what's the solution? I don't think anything, like nothing will stop me. Nothing is too hard to overcome and that's my mindset. So I think of everything as an opportunity rather than a challenge. And and it's not because I'm amazing, but it's because I've reconditioned myself because I used to be that person that would be like, this is bad, this is wrong, this isn't working, I hate this, F this. Like, but it's just retraining yourself. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And that's, that's really interesting that you said that because what we've realised, and again, we spoke about this last week when we first connected, just what Nathan and I have realised is that the power of, of what we do individually is being lost because we need to combine it. So people need that mindset. They need that to, to recondition the way they think, to think bigger than the bubble they're in and to stop focusing on problems and start focusing on solutions. Yeah. They need to know the systems and the marketing and all that stuff too. So we're actually looking at combining those, which is super cool. Um, you need it. And Colin Ray, he's massive. Like he's my coach, anyone that doesn't yeah. know. And he's so big on the mindset and the psychology and that's been powerful because any problem that you do have or any challenge you do have usually points back to you. 
So, um, and it's, and I think business is just like a complete reflection of you and it's to teach you actually there's a lot of personal development. So, yeah. Oh, massively. And I speak all the time to my clients about the fact that it's not possible to separate you and your personal life and your personal beliefs and everything from business. If you yeah. think that it's possible to set those are two separate entities, you're laughing. They're just they're they're always one, and one will always be affected by the other. You know, your personal life will be affected by what's going on in your business, and vice versa. Massively agree with that. So, um, oh, Costa's jumped on. Who's one of our super stack clients? Hey, Costa. Hi. Costa's got his own facility. Yeah, if you have any questions for Nicole, go ahead and ask. I know some of you might be like, oh, but she's so young. But obviously, <laughs> she's put, like, age is a number, guys. And she, and and again, what I love about you is that it doesn't feel like um, you're a studio owner or a personal trainer. You're, you're a young entrepreneur, 100%. Yeah. The way that you think and the way that you speak and everything. So it's very, very obvious. Um, thanks, Ruth. Oh, Chris, you're one of the superstar clients too. I know you're. Chris is like, <laughs> I've said cost is a superstar, and Chris is like, mm, thanks. <laughs> you know how much I love you, Chris. Don't worry. Um, so I would love to also talk about because I know that um PLC has got an awesome structure mm -hmm. for personal trainers, and that you give them a lot of support. Um, and that you have like a really awesome rental structure and and bonuses structure. I would love to talk about, I guess the reason that you hire PTs or, or why you choose particular PTs over others and what you what you think makes a really great PT to bring into your business? Such a good question. I, this is one thing that fascinates me and I think a lot about because who our team is either will make or break our culture and our success. If we even have one person, um, again, Cohen Ray has this video and he's making kombucha, and if you know how you make a big batch of kombucha, but if you let one fly in that kombucha, it wrecks the whole batch. And saying, think of a pure glass of water. If you just put one bit of food dye in that, like just one small drop of food dye in that pure glass of water, it'll poison the whole yeah. glass of water. And that I've seen that happen so many times in my business. And in the past, I was so scared to deselect or remove people fast enough and we have such a team culture. That's one of the reasons why we can expand and move forward so fast. Um, so when I'm looking for personal trainers, we now have a better process for onboarding personal trainers. Like we have them on a two-week trial um, and we get, like we actually ask clients for their feedback and then we select them. We see how they work in the team. We see their work ethic. So um, in that interview process, I'm looking for someone with the right attitude you find out some good questions to ask a person when you're hiring if you want some practical examples is you find out like cool so what have you been doing in the past but what do you do in your spare time i look for someone who's growth orientated so oh i like i like reading books on the weekend oh i go to seminars what pd what personal development are you doing i look for people that are already watching tony robbins gary v cohen ray that are already Maybe they've read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I look for people that have more of an entrepreneurial. I ask them what their goals are for the next 12 months, five years, and 10 years. I want a person that's thinking long-term, that's thinking 10 years ahead. I want to own my own gym. I want to work with someone that's entrepreneurial because in the start, you're not going to make a lot of money. It's not an industry you get in to make money fast. And um, especially because in PLC, we don't pay hourly rates. It's still rent-based. It's a different structure to a traditional gym still. But you're still looking for a person that's willing to Put in the hard work that's got the love and the attitude for the clients and the team that's that's then wanting to learn more grow more to open their own business so um it's that that answers it pretty much and um and then we just get them in so we we hire and we fire fast if needed and you talk to anyone cohen ray gary b they're talking about you hire and you fire fast don't be afraid to hang on to a person like grant cardone has said that um, if someone quits on you, you haven't fired them fast enough because they already gave up in their mind two months ago, if that makes sense. And what have yeah. they done to your business in that time? What have they poisoned your culture with? And um, and so that's something I'm still learning. Like it was recently a couple of months ago we had um, two people come in. They just weren't fit for culture. And, um, and we let them go. And within that next session, that one session, the whole culture had changed and the clients were like, whoa, I realise that now too. So um, 
that's the biggest thing is don't be afraid to let people go that don't fit with your culture and have high expectations for your culture and don't let that drop. Have the expectations, like write it out. Who are you looking for? What do you want in a person? And don't let your don't let it drop. Yeah. Massively agree with that. And actually, Nathan, that's pretty much what Nathan is going to be presenting um, about at Bilex is conflict management. I think it's something that people really shy away from. And even when it's their own business, they're so afraid of that conflict and that management that they just just ignore it and, and leave it. And actually, I would even... Yeah, sorry, you go ahead. It gets worse if you don't deal with it and it's better to get something straight out there as the leader that is your role and you need to deal with that situation straight there. And you've, the gossip bitching problems stop with me because like it's, there's, I just don't accept that. So that's the attitude you need to have if you're leading multiple people. Yeah, absolutely. And I would actually even translate that into any personal trainers running their own business. Um, the same goes for clients. If you're yeah. if you're a toxic client in your business, especially if you have a group training model, I had that situation and, and going back, I would have gotten rid of him a lot faster, but I had a situation where this guy was, um, it was a predominantly female group that I had and he was making, he was, he was one of those people who was trying to make out like it was a joke, but he was making really, really snide comments about the other women in the group and because he was lazy. Yeah. And they were, it was actually kind of comical but really bad. They would yeah. call him out. They would be like, stop being lazy, you've stopped again, and then he would just, like, fire back, but really nasty comments. And I should have gotten rid of him faster. And I've actually spoken about this in the group and on my page, and some PTs have been like, what? Fire clients. Yeah. What? Don't, don't take on clients. Like, everyone needs more clients. I'm like, but then where are your standards? Are you just saying, I need money, I'm willing to train anyone? What does that do to you as a person? What example does that show to, what does that say about you as a person to others? It just sets this awful tone. She really would encourage you as business owners to have very set standards and do not compromise them for anyone. The yeah. minute you start bending the rules and giving you know one rule for one person and one rule for another, it's yeah. very difficult to maintain the respect from your team. Yeah, I actually love that. And it's one thing, yeah, we talk about hiring, hiring team members, but we don't talk about it in a client sense. And I love that you brought that up because it's it's something that's hard to do, but it's sometimes got to be done. Yeah. And obviously, you know, as, as a business owner and as someone who's relying, that's, that's your bread and butter, it does seem counterproductive to let someone go, but at, at what cost to you and to your business, not so much financially but emotionally and culturally, at what cost are you keeping them in your business? Because it could be stopping that one person, could be stopping the 10 new amazing clients because there's conflict there or you will have five other people cancel because of that one person and um, and you, yeah, you've sometimes got to change your perspective on the situation. Yeah, you might lose the 50 bucks a week from that one client or whatever it is for your business but it could be stopping you from the $500 per week. So, yeah. So in terms of goal setting, I'd love to, because you touched on that briefly at the start, and I know that you, you we have a similar philosophy in terms of reverse engineering. So in terms of goal setting for any of the trainers or studio owners watching, because I know I've got a couple of studio owners here, um, what would your advice be about goal setting, the system to use, or just generally advice around goal setting? Yeah, so um, this is the system that we use and like before, like so Scott started in Kerwin's Mastermind like, like uh, over a year ago now, so in his second year now, but I only just started recently. But Scott, we kind of set goals but we didn't really have any accountability or a system around it. And But then when we started planning and getting really strong on that and we have to have our goals submitted Sunday night, we have to have our tops posted every day and I'll take you through that in a second. Um, but we took it from one to five clubs, PLC, in 12 months. And pretty much was the last six months of the last year, 2017. Um, now we're nearly up to our ninth club opening. So this is PLC as a whole, not me. Um, and, and that's the growth. And then we'll be at at least 30 clubs by the end of this year. So um, that's the power of planning and goal setting because you've seen businesses that like the average time it takes a business to get to a million dollars statistically is seven to 10 years. 
But there's businesses that have done it in two to four years, right? And now it's not about the money, but it's about the impact. Because if you have that type of income in a personal training business, how many lives are you impacting? And then if you have that money, how many more studios could you open to impact more? So when I talk dollars, that's all I think. I think impact. And again, that's a reconditioning because a lot of people are like, oh, if I make money, I'm a mean person. Well, no, that's not true. Money means you can help more people. So how do those businesses then take it, get to a million dollars in two to four years? They got so laser focused on their priorities and their outcomes, what needed to be done today, this week, this quarter, this year to achieve the purpose and the mission. Um, so we reverse engineer like yourself. We always start with purpose. What is the reason for your existence? So um, the PLC purpose is to improve the qualities of people's lives through business and health. Now, mine, though, still aligns with that, but my personal one is different. Mine's to help people create freedom. See how it's still the same and it aligns, but my word freedom, just it just is a word that you could use that word anytime on me, and it's like lights a fire under me. Um, and then the mission is like 10 years, 5 to 10 years actual number statistic. So in 10 years, so freedom, 10 years, though, what that looks like for me is to help a 1,000 personal trainers open PLCs because I know that that will give them freedom in finances, impact. Every club has then five PTs within it and 200 members within it. So the freedom that we're giving clients and their health, their mindset, and so on. Um, and then we go 12 months. So in 12 months, for me to achieve my mission of my 10-year mission, what do I need to do in the next 12 months? For me, that's opening um, nine more to get to 10 total PLCs this year in my team. That's just my team. Um, obviously, there's more teams within PLC, but that's just my little sector. That's my personal goal. And then I break that down to this quarter. So January to March is the quarter we're about to finish. And I'm pretty much all on track for all three. There will be like, I will achieve them in the last few days probably, but that's okay. Only goals, they're meant to push me. I set big goals in December and was like a little bit like, oh my goodness, what? You know, <laughs> but that's what it should be like. You should be stretching yourself. And so my goals for this, um, this quarter is to sell PLC Pittsworth, to get PLC Toowoomba to 200 members and under management and to start the fit camps in Sydney and move to Sydney. So we're all on track. That planning has taken three months to get to this point. And then the next quarter's goals is to have two PLCs in Sydney, um, you know, PLC to 300, PLC to 300 members. And, you know, so and you break it down quarter by quarter, which then breaks it down to week by week. So then I've got my outcomes for this week. Okay, what do I need to do this week to achieve my quarterly goals? My quarterly goals make up my 12-month goals, which makes up my mission and my purpose. And then we also break it down to daily. And each day in our group, we have a PLC group. We post our top threes for today. So it's in my diary, it looks like a complete mess, but I've got my top threes for today in my diary every single day and posted in the group. And when you're focused, you're that laser focused on what needs to be done today, um, then, of course, it's going to make your weekly goals easier, your quarterly goals easier to get to whatever big goal you have much faster. Yeah. Oh, hey, Tim. Tim's just jumped on. That's funny. You were watching him. Now he's watching you. <laughs> Goes back and forth, support each other. It's good. I love it. So uh, there's so many things that I want to sort of deconstruct about what you just said in a, in a, in a really good way. Yeah. So well, for you guys watching, whether you're watching live or watching the replay, I think a lot of I think what's happening is um, I usually go live on Tuesdays and do my interviews. And when I do it on Thursdays, people are like, what? What's happening? Yeah. Like, <laughs> so there'll be a lot of people watching this on the replay. So even if you're watching on the replay, guys, um, so much of the issue that I see with personal trainers is when I ask them their goals, they're like, get more clients, make more money. I'm like, okay, super, super general. You haven't broken it down. You don't know what the action steps are to get there, and you're not – you can't possibly just be focused on that. Like, what does it take to do that? Let's reverse engineer that. So you want 10 new clients by when? Give it a day. What do we need to do to reverse engineer that? How many leads does that need to be? I actually did a, a goal-setting challenge end of last year around this and taught them to reverse engineer. How many leads do you need to generate based on, say, 50% of the people will actually answer the phone and out of those 50%, how many people will come in? 
And that's the people that come in, what's your close rate? Then we can look at how much marketing we need to set up, how much we need to put on Facebook ad spend, all of this stuff. But if your goals are super general, you're never going to get anywhere. And that's not me being mean. That's just a fact. It's very, very challenging. So laser focus, love, love, love that. And then actually even, I'm going to call the elephant in the room, and this is nothing against you, Nicole. I know there are going to be people watching this, rolling their eyes, thinking, what can a 20, are you 21 or 22? I'm 21. I turned 22 in August. Yeah. <laughs> what can a 21 year old teach me? I've been in the industry so long. Well, if you've been in the industry so long and you're still not where you want to be and Nicole is 21 and she's like on track for nine studios this year, get rid of your freaking ego. It doesn't matter how old someone is, whether they're 80 or 18, if they've achieved what you want to achieve and they start talking, you better listen. Exactly. You better leave your ego at the door. I've already learned a ton of stuff from Nicole. She's super inspiring to me. So, you know, if you I, – I honestly, this group could be like over 2,000 people right now and it's not – it's at like 5.30 or something like that because I'm super picky about who I let in. I get a ton of requests and I genuinely vet everyone and I, and I look through your profile and a lot of people don't get into the group and yeah. for that um so please 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 do yourself a favor if you're thinking that thought of oh she's so young what can she teach me bloody millennials blah 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 yeah you lose if you tuned out you lose and the people who take her her knowledge on board you win so yeah goal setting is massive massive um what i know this is going to be a really hard question but what would you say the number one thing the number one key to your success has been? Um, oh, that is a hard, because I don't know if it's just one thing. I think, um, to be honest, it's yeah. so simple. It's actually a really simple answer. It's that every day since I, even when I started my training, like um, so when I was grade 11, grade 12, I was doing PT sessions. I didn't have my license, so I'd get my dad to drive me to the school gym at 5.30 in the morning, and then I'd work at IGA in the afternoon and on the weekends. And it's literally since I was like, say, 16, 17, I have worked yeah, like long hours from 5 a.m. to 8 p.m. That's not every single day. Um, obviously, there's still a balance. And like this morning, I wasn't in till 8. But pretty much 90% of the days, there's just a lot of work. There's just a lot of head down, ass up. And I get so focused on learning more and growth. So, so what audio books? Um, what new mentors, coaches, people I can speak to, um, questions I can ask, and and just it's just work and growth. And any challenge that comes up, you go through it because it's meant for you. Yeah. Yeah. I think another one massively, which I can see that you do, mm-hmm. is just reaching out for help to the people who achieve what you want to achieve. Yeah. Having, a, having the fact that you're with with Kevin Ray, like you're going places already. He's incredible. I know that. Um, reaching out for help, and I know. I think is it? Do you say you start your day? I know. Maybe it's not start your day, but you listen to a lot of Gary V, right? Yes. If anyone doesn't follow Gary V, go and follow him. And guys, if you're, you know, it is lonely and overwhelming being a personal trainer. If you're having one of those days or, or months or even years when you just really are feeling stuck and overwhelmed and demotivated, even if you just go and, like, watch a couple or of his videos on YouTube, he'll light a fire under your butt. Mm-hmm. It really, really will. And, you know, it's the difference between doing that and and listening to some trashy radio show or whatever and, you know, nothing wrong with listening to music or Watching your favorite shows on Netflix, but if that's as he says, <laughs> Gary Vee's all about. I don't care if you're binge watching Netflix. I care if you're binge watching Netflix and then complaining about your life and not doing anything about it. If your life's awesome and you're binge watching Netflix, great, good for you. But what are you choosing to spend your time on? So really, like every single one of the people in this group, you have the ability, and you live in the world where we have the biggest opportunity ever. Like. It's crazy how much stuff you have at your fingertips. Even if you're one of those people where you're in a position where you can't afford to pay for a course or a program, whatever, there's so much free stuff. Yes. And the reason why this, usually the reason why the free stuff doesn't work is because most people just don't implement it. 
But imagine if you did. Like I got a message the other day and I love seeing this stuff, like multiple people actually implementing everything in my free cheat sheet and getting results. I'm like, yep. It's not, I'm not, I'm not lying in my cheat sheet when I say, if you implement this stuff, you'll get results. Like one guy's implemented everything I told him and he's got an extra $2,000 in online sales and sold out seminars. Now that was free information, guys. Yeah. Really get out of your own way and and just use everything and reach out for help. So uh, did you say that you hired a coach initially when you first, because I, I, I couldn't afford it like and especially I, well like I think that's limiting belief in itself right I couldn't afford it like I hate saying that now because imagine if I did right does that make sense like um but back then I was just doing Tony Robbins audiobooks there's a lot I had his, had his CDs all on my phone and um I got into Gary a little bit later and Kerwin only later again and um but was and I read Rich Dad Poor Dad. That was a really good book. Um, and so I didn't until like more recently when I found PLC that I probably got coaches and mentors then. And then now I'm in Cohen Ray's Mastermind, which is a massive investment. It's fifty five thousand dollars per year doing that that mastermind. So it's huge, but the value is incredible. Um, so it's always not looking at the cost; it's looking at the value and the return. Um, yeah, so that's massive. And another thing that um, I want to add on to, like when people like are driving and we just listen to normal trash and music, something's always conditioning your mind subconsciously. So what would you rather condition your mind? I don't remember the last time I've watched a TV show actually, um, but I do remember the last time I watched uh, I, I watched Kerwin's vlog yesterday. That's like my TV. Does that make sense? So um, yeah, or, or Daily V or something like that. And so I have Spotify, everyone has Spotify or Apple Music and there's some like fearless motivation is great to just listen to if you don't want to listen to something too hardcore and Peter Vu, um, he has a great audio book too but he just has mixed tapes on Spotify and um, Apple iTunes and if you don't want to say listen to something like an audio book as you drive but it's not something in the background, that's subconsciously conditioning your mind that's way better than trash and music that's about like pop, rock and everything like that, yeah. Yeah, 100% agree. Actually, so I've got, if you go in my car right now, Tony Robbins CDs in there. And I've got I've got my toddler in the back and I'm like, by the time he's five, he's going to be like this little businessman because every time he gets in the car, he's like, would have heard Tony Robbins or he'll be like, Tony, Tony. Yeah, he'll be like saying all these <laughs> lines, like raise your standards and success leaves clues. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, love it, love it. Actually, that's one of my one of my goals for this year is to attend one of his events. Oh, I went to um, first time September last year um, because it's like his cheapest low cost entry one, and it's in (laughs) UPW. It's in September, and it it was awesome. I found a massive shift. Like um, he really taught you emotional control and how to change your state so quickly. Um, and like I used to be someone that like my circumstances would dictate my emotions and now it's the other way around. I dictate my emotions. The circumstances mean nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, I really honestly think the biggest thing to take away from today's interview is the fact that Nicole is 100% entrepreneur mindset. (laughs) She's not personal trainer, studio owner, and I think that for a lot of you in this group, you kind of have that glass ceiling or that identity of personal trainer. You put yourself in this basket of I'm a personal trainer, so therefore I train clients every day and that's how I make my money and that's what I do. Maybe I might branch out into online training, but essentially you're still sort of stopping time for money. What is it you really want to do? What's your if it could any of you even answer right now? What's your end goal? What and there's never really an end goal because once you hit that goal, then there's a new end goal. But really, like, what is it that you want in the next five years? Like Nicole was saying, you know, she loves to hire people who can, who have that gross mindset, who can tell her and can articulate to her what's her 12-month goal, what's their five-month, uh, sorry, five-year, 10-year vision. Um, so I'd strongly encourage you to sort of remove your gla- glass ceiling if there was no limitations, money or circumstance or whatever it is that you're dealing with right now, what do you want for your life 
and then go about trying to reverse engineer that and let's make it happen. Because I really, you know, my goal for this group, I think a lot of the time people think that when when you when they join a group, when you add them to a group, ultimately it's all about a sale. And yeah. yes, of course, programs and, and, you know, you feel free to apply for one of my programs, but I really want this group to be somewhere that's supportive and you can get a massive amount of value, which is why I bring a lot of people in to interview them. Um, because it's not just me that can add value. I need to bring external people in. So, uh, hey, Alan. Hey, Sean. Thanks for jumping on. And Nicole, um, is there anything you'd like to just, any last little bit of advice you'd like to leave the guys with today? Oh, that's an open-ended question. Um, um, no, I, I think I've said everything that like I'm really passionate about. And um, I think a lot of times people have these big goals of the financial freedom or the multiple gyms or the whatever it is and I remember the first day I opened my gym I was like I'm gonna be rich and then we almost failed and um and I think people don't realize like actually the work it takes and that if every day you are putting in the 18 hour days and you are focused on your priorities and you are putting in the hard work and you are growing with coaches and mentors because it's hard work with the right strategy because you do hard work with the wrong strategy you don't get you anywhere hard work with the right strategy you can get anywhere and like People that we look up to, Tony, Gary, Cohen, they're just normal people. They're just like you and me. They've just had a different mindset about things and they've put in more work and more years than us. And we can literally do anything we want and achieve anything we dream of if we put in the hard work. Yeah. Yeah. 100% agree. You know, they really are like, I'm just a normal person. Nicole's just a normal person. Like, if you're telling yourself, oh, she was born into a rich family, they must have given her the money for the studio. No, like, and in really in this day and age you can start a business with zero capital um and actually i just want to pick up on that point about the 18 hour days because i know there are a lot of parents in this group just because i attract a lot of parents because i am a parent so you probably can't put in the 18 hour days especially as mums but you can put in as many hours as you can and stop using the children as a reason why you can't my son still is having naps so he has two hour nap every day and then he has two days a week where he's in daycare which today is one of those days so I have two full days, I have his nap times, and then I have when he goes to bed. All that time I'm working my ass off. Yeah. So, you, so yes, you have to work your ass off and put long hours in. It's not going to look the same for everyone, and everyone's going to have a very easy excuse that they can pull out as to why they can't. Yeah. I've got one, I have, once my children are at school, I'll be able to do it. Uh, you know, I'm juggling too many jobs. How much do you really want it? That's what it comes down to. How much do you really want it and where could you actually find time, the time that right now you're spending watching TV or, you know, your, your travel time can be some time where you're listening to audiobooks or just so many places, guys. So it's really whether your well, mind is stronger than your excuses. Yeah, exactly. I like what you touched on time is because we waste so much time in our day like why don't you get your groceries delivered to you instead of driving to the store, finding what you need and coming back? Why don't you get someone else to prep your meals for you and there's three hours on your weekend? So, you know, and that you can save time. <laughs> my, my, my PT's here, this is Damien, and he's, and he's just Damien. commented, you're my idol. Thanks for that. Commented <laughs> in the live. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh, I love it, oh, <laughs> awesome. I can see there's a great vibe. That's actually one thing that my, because Nathan and I are so much about culture in, in our business and helping other people create culture, one thing that we kind of do is like every time we go to a restaurant or any business, we'll sit at the table and be like, ooh. Yeah. It's yeah. not great. And we watch the way the staff interact, though, and the way the management are with the staff, and it tells you so much about the business and the people running the business, yeah. whether the staff are happy and comfortable and jokey with each other or whether they look stressed and panicky. And so you can see that you've obviously got an awesome culture in your office, so I love that. We're all like your vibe attraction tribe and we're just all weird and crazy. <laughs> Brilliant. Love it, love it, love it. And it really does. And, and that's another thing that I I say to my clients and I say in the group all the time, you genuinely can fill your business with the exact type of clients you want. I, When I was running Facebook ads um, for my PT business while I was still running it, I used to target like the, the funniest stuff like 
they like they liked Britney, they like Married at First Sight, they like all this stuff, and then I'd end up with this. things like that. That's cool. So then I would I ended up with like this literally this personality type that was just like me. So I was just like hanging out with a bunch of female friends, and I'd be like, "Who wants to put Britney on?" They'd be like, "Yeah, this is the funnest." <laughs> making myself sound so tragic now, yeah, but niching because person trainers typically don't niche and they just um like they think everyone and we're very niche if you walk into a club here um our clubs here like the, all the people in the sessions are like the same type of relatively same age you know yeah you have to you have that's the number one thing so first thing is in my cheat sheet guys niche if you haven't got it yet go and get it it's free you can definitely get in crazy results even by just implementing that so I've taken more than enough of your very valuable, super focused time. Thank you so much. And it was always appreciate all the great questions. Oh, happy to have you. Thank you for your time. I hope we do get to connect at Phylex, but if not, I know we'll be running events um, this and, um, year. If there's any, like, Sydney personal trainers on here in your group um, and they're wanting, like, because obviously we're expanding into Sydney next, if you guys are looking for like even to have some more support PT-wise um, in your local area or you're actually looking for work, um, just send me a message and I'm happy to have a chat and see if you're a fit for our culture. Absolutely. They have an incredible structure for personal trainers. I know a lot of people, again, a lot of people complain about the rent structure and, and I think some somewhat that's, like, understandable, but, you know, don't complain, do something about it, guys. Um, yeah. Yeah, they have an incredible structure for PTs, really supportive and great rent rates. So, yes, absolutely. Get in touch with Nicole if you are in Sydney and looking for a change of situation. And hopefully we can find you some awesome new team members. Thank you so much, Ruth. You're welcome. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, we'll be jumping in for another live on, on Tuesday, guys, so stay tuned. If you are missing out on notifications, I'll put a link below where you can subscribe to my messenger so that you don't miss out on notifications. And I will see you really soon. Thank you so much, Nicole. Bye. Bye, guys.